Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day, and today is no exception to that rule, celebrates the people who are working so hard to make coastal Mississippi a great place to live, work, and play. I have a quick quote I want to share with you from a dear friend of mine, Lynn Dickerson. We used to work together at McClatchy, and um, she's retired now and works over, in, I mean, excuse me, lives in, in, um, in California, and we stay in touch through, through Facebook, but she's uh, quite an inspiration. But she posted this, misery might love company, but so does joy. And joy throws much better parties. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. Misery does lo- might love company, but so does joy. joy. Joy throws much better parties. And that that is from Get in the Groove. But my friend Lynn posted it. And again, she's quite an inspiration. Um, I've had this ongoing conversation with Tish Williams. Tish is, man, she is, well, I, I might as well just call her Miss, Miss Hancock County. The work that she's done. Since after Katrina, you know, the, the contribution she's made. Um, and as I say about chambers every day, chambers aren't playing the old chamber role where they just focus on business and whatever. They're all about community development. They're all about leadership development. They're about creating incredible, um, you know, new dimensions for the community that will bring value to the community. So Tish is great at, at uh, staying in touch with the Cami, our content producer, Kyle and me, to tell us about what's going on in Hancock County. And uh, recently she told us about something that that uh, Steve Barnes, who, by the way, you may know him, he's the executive director of the arts in Hancock County, and he's got a cool cool past. I'll tell you about him in just a second. And Michelle Fleming, we're working on, Michelle works at, as an administrator for St. Uh, Clare Catholic Church in Waveland. And it's a great project. And by the way, if you've been down I-10, and at the at, when you turn off to come into Bay St. Louis, uh, we'll, we'll talk more specifically about you know what what exit number and all that here in just a second. You may have seen the high water mark that's there, and we're going to talk about a really kind of innovative program related to that and the art community here in just a second. But before we go any further, let me uh, invite Michelle and uh, and my friend who's been on the show before, Steve Barney, to uh, back to Coastview and say how you doing. Hey, Ricky. Good morning. Good to see y'all. Thanks for joining me together. So let's start with you, Steve. We're got, I want to give people a bit of a background. You're yeah. actually doing this project as part of a leadership program. We're going to get to that in just a second. But remind people sort of where you come from. Yeah. So, you know, I am here in Bay St. Louis. Uh, I have a pottery studio. We make the mugs for the Lazy Magnolia Brewery. That's kind of the day job. And for the last... Uh, Four plus years, I've been involved in it with a local nonprofit, the Arts Hancock County. It's a 501c3. Uh, it's kind of local art agency of record. Um, through the work that I've done, Ricky, uh, with the arts, we have gotten involved with a bunch of uh, public art projects, a bunch of mural projects. Kind of uh, wasn't really the thing that I have a lot of uh, history on, but. Uh, 
Now I do. And, uh, you know, I guess the technical term, the buzzword that people use is they say creative placemaking. How can we use murals or public art or sculptures as a way to change the dialogue, a way to engage the community and, you know, create some economic development, create a, a sense of community. So, you know, when we talked last year, we had received a, a substantial grant from the Mississippi Arts Commission for this wall-to-wall -wall festival and we put 14 murals all over Bay St. Louis and one of the things that we talked about Ricky was how that project could be a catalyst how that could jumpstart new projects going on and that's how we got involved in in this project here it's exciting the outcome because when when you and I when we talked we had some artists with us and we're yeah. sort of it was a work in progress but to see how it all culminated, that is the the wall to wall public art festival, it is uh, it's really cool. You had to look back on that. I'm sure when you drive by those murals even today, you you do so with a lot of pride. Yeah, it was a lot of pride, and you know we really are changing. You know, Bay St. Louis is changing, and the landscape of the artist murals are are part of that. Uh, not only am I I'm proud of it, I'm, I'm certainly learning a lot. We understand the process of how we engage with um, the chamber, local businesses, uh, the community and the artists and, you know, all the logistics to make it happen, which is, is, is not small, especially for the project we're working on now. My friend Robert St. John, the restaurateur and, uh, you know, he's got the, the show on on, uh, on Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Pallet to Pallet, and people know him. He's just kind of a ubiquitous guy. Wrote, most recently wrote the book on Walter Anderson, and he and a producer did this incredible documentary that you know about on Walter Anderson. Yeah. But he posted the other day that the that you know people define the quality of a community in different kinds of ways it might be architecture it might be the people it might be different but he said being a restaurant owner that the way you can determine sort of the the sense of place of a community is to go into a restaurant and that's certainly true of of hancock county that is, that is definitely true but i would also add that you can tell a lot about the sense of place of a community by looking into its art community and you you believe lead that wholeheartedly as it relates to your work, don't you? Oh, sure do. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bay St. Louis, you know, we talk about kind of its re-emergence uh, re post-Katrina and kind of this funky little arts town that it was, but it's, it's something different now. It's something bigger. It's something greater. And art is part of that fabric everywhere you look, inside, outside, the people that you meet. Uh, it's kind of an intangible, but it's right in front of your face. And it makes a huge difference to the quality of life to the people who live there and the people who visit there. Michelle, you um, you grew up in past Christian. You live in Long Beach and you work in Waveland. <laughs> I'm everywhere. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, actually, Bay St. Louis is kind of my home in the sense that I was born here and my mother was born and raised here. And so I spent most of my childhood running the streets of Bay St. Louis. Um I spent 25 years working for the state at Southern Miss uh, on the Gulf Park campus. And uh, so now I'm doing my semi-retirement job, if you will, at St. Clair Catholic Church in Waveland. And um, hopefully one day I'll grow roots over here in the Bay again, but for now, not to be. But anyway. St. Clair is a special place, isn't it? It is a very special place. It really is. And Father Michael? 
Uh, actually, his father, Jacob Matthew Smith, who is homegrown from the coast. He's from Gulfport, actually. Okay. So why, why did I say Michael? I don't know. Well, there used to be a father, Michael Mariscalco, there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There yeah. you go. There you go. But a very special place, especially if you think about uh, in the wake of Hurricane Katrina and the role that, that that incredible Catholic church played in the recovery effort and restoring hope for people. That's a heck of a story, isn't it? It is. It is. I uh, wasn't there at that time, but I'm very familiar with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm assuming that you and Steve knew each other already. You know, long before you got to know each other in leadership, but is but it's not, not really. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, not see, one of the great things about the leadership programs that all the chambers have all up and down the coast mm -hmm. is the ability to bring these diverse thinkers and creative people yeah. and leaders together. And here you are working so close to one another and you really didn't know each other. So I think it's cool yeah. that you came together this way. So, um, so tell me about how the leadership program is going. We'll come to your project in just a second, but but give me some background on the pro on the program, Steve. Yeah, well, the leadership program's been going on here in Hancock County for about ten years. Uh, it's an offshoot of the the chamber. Um, Janelle Nolan up at Coast Electric is uh, has been running that program now for the last decade. Um, I actually was fortunate to participate in the program a couple of years ago, and now I'm on the steering committee and one of the facilitators helping to uh, shape the program and deliver it uh, to future classes. And so in this year's class, there's uh, 25 students that we have from all walks of life, all ages, all different types of industries representing the art sector, the service industry, uh, public uh, uh, and you know, we come together and it is all about networking. And, you know, Michelle and I met each other at our, our, le our leadership retreat out at Camp Beckwith in, in Fairhope back in October. And we were uh, talking as we we're overlooking uh, Mobile Bay about this project. And, and here we are. One thing leads to another. One thing leads to another. Okay, what we're going to do is on the other side of the break, we're going to pick it up and talk about the Katrina High Watermark Revitalization Project. But just, just in general, uh, Michelle, when you think about your participation in the leadership program, has it been eye-opening for you? Very much so. I mean, like I said, I spent much of my life here with family, but I've learned so much just in the few months that I've been in the program that I absolutely love it. And I'm so glad that I uh, said yes, that so, I was invited. So, yeah, say it again. I'm sorry. I said I was invited to apply and I'm so glad that I said yes and I was accepted. Yeah, I mean, the networking, I would say probably of the leadership programs that exist all along the coast, and they've all, you know, the more people who get involved over the years, the, the more significant the programs have become. I think Katrina has fed into that because we have all have more of a sense of volunteerism and a, more of a sense of giving back to the community. But they have, you know, the networking is huge. What you learn about leadership in your community is very significant. And once you go through one of these leadership programs, there's no going back. You, you right. sort of get hooked in and you develop new relationships. And who knows where those relationships are going to take you. When we come back after the break, we're going to continue our conversation with Michelle Fleming and Steve Barney and talk specifically about a very exciting project that they're working on at Bay St. Louis. We'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. The Gulf Coast Business Council, the chambers all along coast of Mississippi, they're all involved in some form of leadership development. And, you know, leadership development doesn't necessarily just have to be being involved in a specific leadership program, maybe just being involved in the chamber and chairing a committee and getting experiential opportunity, you know, getting some experience in leading uh, the charge on some some topic of interest, something you want to learn more about. There's so many ways to learn. But one of the reasons why Coastal Mississippi ticks maybe a little bit better from a leadership point of view in the community than other communities is because we've been so dedicated to this and we get it honestly. We've had to test our resiliency by having so many disasters, not the least of which most recently the pandemic hitting us. You know, it's just it's just good that we're focused on these things. Good that we're bringing people together and focusing on creating teams of people who develop lifelong relationships that, again, who knows where it's going to take us takes us in all kinds of different directions. We're visiting with Michelle Fleming and Steve Barney. Uh, Steve actually uh, went through the program a few years ago at, at, for the Hancock uh, County Chamber, and now he's uh, involved in the, the task force to, you know, to make it special. And it wouldn't surprise you to learn that because of his art background and his art responsibilities, that art is an area where he has tremendous passion. Okay. And Michelle Fleming uh, is a, is actually a participant in the program, and, and the two of them are joining me to talk about a very special grant and project that uh, they have undertaken to do what is called the Katrina High Watermark Revitalization Project. And you you know you know the exit is exit 13 off of I-10 coming into sort of the welcome to Bay St. Louis exit coming in off of I-10. And for years, you probably have noticed the high watermark there. Uh, if you've gotten off the exit to get gas or done business in the community, coming back up onto high, uh, on I-10, you see it there. And so what they wanted to do is something special there. So, Steve, why don't you kind of take it from there? Yeah, so th these high water marks that you're describing at exit 13 were actually constructed by the Mississippi Department of Transportation, MDOT, uh, back in, oh, I believe, 20, 2010. 2010. Yeah, uh, and they were a memorial to the Katrina high water mark. It was the only high water mark in Hancock County signifying the tragedy of the disaster. Well, kind of ironic, almost the day after it was painted Katrina high water line, there was a bit of an uproar that happened because here we have the Stennis Airport, the Hancock Port and Harbor Commission, all these efforts at the state level, at the county level, to try to bring new businesses here, to stir economic development, to bring these uh, business leaders in town. And the business leaders are getting a tour of the facilities, and then they look at this high water mark and they say, you want me to locate my business here below the water? And so... Wow, now we got an issue, and it was almost immediately painted over. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 so interesting. Yeah. So tell me the rest of the story. Yeah, so uh, at some point, not soon after that, the property was actually transferred over from 
MDOT to the city of Bay St. Louis. This, if you look on a map, it looks like more like it's an area between Waveland and the Kill, but it's actually Ward 6 of Bay St. Louis is a low-lying area which it was annexed after Hurricane Katrina. And uh, the city council had come to me and several years ago and they said, Steve, we, we want to put murals here. Well, we had some architects and some other folks and myself, we go and we look at the site and you know, it's not really a good place for a mural, right? It's kind of far from where the cars are. It's at, you know, a very steep angle. And, you know, there were a lot of problems with that. And there were a lot of attempts to try to um, do something about this. But it's it sat for over, for over 10 years. And really what regenerated this idea was when Michelle was taking a geography class, um, uh, my friend, Professor Joby Bass, he's actually a Bay St. Louis resident. He's a geography professor over at the USM Long Beach campus. And Michelle, why don't you tell a little bit of story about that class and the whole historical significance that you found out about? Sure. Um, well, I was finishing up a geography degree and there's a capstone course which encapsulates several areas of geography. And uh, First day in class, I'm given a blind assignment to learn everything I can about the high water marks up there in exit 13. Well, I knew of them and I heard of them. I didn't really know the depth that I do now. Um, but I learned through the research that it's very much human nature to put a, um, memorial. a marker, a memorial, yeah, memorialization in an area. Um, and it's also very much human nature for there to be controversy, there to be a change of ownership, and eventually there be a, a big change to it. So all that has happened. And so what I learned through the research was that there's really one of two things that could happen now. One, it could be revitalized or it could be obliterated. And um, I didn't want the latter to happen. Um, and so I kind of made it a personal goal to see something come to fruition with that. And so fast forward October, 2021, when I meet Steve and I have a little folder and I was like, hey, I have this idea. And uh, he said, let's talk and here we are. Um, so it was, it's, it's been a good journey with him to get this to become a great piece of artwork. Yeah, so Michelle and I have kind of been meeting yeah every week now since October, planning this together. And we went to city council several times, uh, did our research, and uh, the city council has given us a, a grant to go now repaint this um, these concrete slabs with um, murals done by, by local artists. And we're super excited about it. That is, that's where I was about to say that the Bay St. Louis City Council got involved and one thing led to another. Now you, you've gotten to a point where you're going to do a call for artists. Tell me about that. What's the process going to look like? Yes. So, you know, we, Michelle and I talked about what design would work here. And one of the things that you might be familiar with, you see them all over the coast. We see them in Biloxi are these greetings from vintage postcards. There was actually a German immigrant named Kurt Teich in the 50s and 60s that did these postcards all over beachfront communities as kind of highways were bringing people um, and car traffic to, to 
to beachfront communities all over the United States. So we came up with this idea to do a greetings from BSL. And we want to use the letters BSL because you could read them from yeah. from a big distance, right? And we have some examples. We've, uh, you know, put out a call for artists. We have two different contests. One is for adults and another contest is for uh, kids, for kids who are enrolled in schools and also in in uh, homeschoolers. And, um, you know, we've given some guidance. Uh, you know, the biggest thing for us is that it is readable uh, from the right site. And um, we're, we're nervously waiting for the artists to submit their work yeah. now. The deadline is February 25th. And, um, we're looking forward to that. And we've got a big jury representing constituents across Hancock County who will help us judge these. And then after um, the final design is approved by city council, we'll be, uh, we'll be putting some paint up there on those slabs in uh, late April, early May. Well, you say you're nervous, but see, you already know from the wall-to-wall -wall project that incredible talent will rise to the surface. I mean, we are lucky in coastal Mississippi not just in Bay St. Louis, we just have great artists here. But you know about the community you're trying to tap into. And you expect the, there to be a terrific opportunity here for them. And some great work will come out of it, don't you? Well, yeah. And thank you for reminding me of that. Because this happens every time, Ricky. When we do one of these contests, no entries come in until... The 11th hour at that, you know, us artists, we're procrastinators, but we also like to take our time revising, revising, revising. So, you know, it's nervous anticipation. We're hoping for a, a big response and we're going to see the best that local artists have to offer. Well, when you get, of course, you have adult artists, you have you have youth, you have um, you have homeschool. You you really kind of covered the waterfront. I, I can't imagine that something special won't come from this. Do you have a do you have a picture in your head about what is possible? Yeah, we have all kind of pictures uh, in our head of elements that represent. Uh, there's so many iconic things about Bay St. Louis and Hancock County that, that can be captured both in terms of the landscape, the beachfront, the iconic bridge in the background, the restaurants down on the beach, you know, the fishing, the seafood, the cultural institutions. And we're so excited to see how the artists are going to merge all of that stuff together. Mm -hmm. Well, think about people coming in off I-10, people who are not familiar with Bay St. Louis. Yeah. What you feel coming off the uh, interstate there is that it's very rural. You don't, you don't sense that what you could see yeah. is this incredible iconic beachfront community that has old town and a, and a beachfront and a marina. You don't feel that when you come off that interstate. So maybe, just maybe, that what emanates from this art is a sense of holy mackerel. We gotta go, we gotta, we gotta take this drive and understand what it is that this is all about. That's what you're hoping, isn't it? That's that's absolutely right. This is a really unique opportunity to connect that area up at the interstate to Bay St. Louis and, and to really define as people get off of the highway that, hey, here we are in Bay St. Louis. It's called the Katrina High Watermark Revitalization Project. All you gotta do is do a search on it if you're an artist and you're interested. Reach out to them and learn more. Thank you very much, Michelle and Steve. Appreciate you joining me. Thank you. Thanks, Ricky.
See you after this break. We'll see you. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.